Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Episode 24 of the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously, but we love rugby. I'm Tim, that's JB. Hi Tim. That's Phil. Hi Tim. JB, smiling through gritted teeth. You don't want to do this <laughs> podcast at all, do you? Don't know what you're talking about, Tim. Our resident Welshman. Oh, well, my team won all the weekend, I don't know what we're talking about. Exeter through to the LV Cup <laughs> final. <laughs> yes! More on the massive story of the LV Cup and how that has unfolded. I mean, that's that's where we're going to start and end tonight. That's the big story, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. There's a small matter of uh, a few Six Nations matches. Your boys didn't exactly unleash the dragon. I've unleashed the dragon. <laughs> I've unleashed the dragon. No, they didn't, Tim. No, they didn't. Well, they did. England were did, very, did very good. Obviously, we're going to talk about the, the big weekend uh, of Six Nations rugby, and there was a lot of storylines. England-Wales was a big match. Brian O'Driscoll, as well, is worthy of some talk, and then the build-up to this weekend's matches. Uh, but uh, let's start with the fact that you were there. You you, you were there to witness your boys lose awesome, on yeah. Sunday, uh, and you managed to get this for us. So we're starting off with a real treat. Hi, I'm Jonathan Davis, and this is the Egg Chasers podcast. Right, firstly, can you... <laughs> how long have you been doing this? Proper broadcast quality equipment, please, next time, JP. <laughs> exactly, How yeah. bad was the quality of that? Were you holding him hostage in a He literally sack? couldn't get away quick enough. Uh, <laughs> I am Jonathan Davis, and this is the Egg Chasers podcast. Now, what... can I... No, you go away! Uh, yeah, and well, well, the thing you didn't see there is where he was looking at me, uh, kind of the look which went... Is that okay? Is that right? Okay, can I go now? Can I go now? Egg, egg Chasers podcast? Yes. Egg Chasers. So that was his second attempt. Well, so how did you come by meeting him then? We um, we had uh, a bit of a, a corporate box. At, uh, <laughs> because there's no, there's, no, there's no easy way to say this. I went, I, I went to the box in Twickenham. Um, and our box happened to be next door to the BBC box. So uh, we were quite lucky because we had Clive Woodward knocking, knocking about outside and Jonathan Davis. Jerry Guscott kept on walking into our box. He thought it was his, his right of way. I feel like we need something a bit more, some more sort of refined music for you, JB. Or uh, There you go. Is that, is that a bit better? Does that set the scene of your corporate box a little bit more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, so tell us about it. Uh, uh, yeah, he just used our box as a bit of a public right of way. He would um, hop over the thing, go uh, um, the little barrier, go down, come back up. Yeah, it was all right, I guess. Who else did you see? <laughs> uh, Ryan Giggs. Uh, oh, my word. Ferdinand and Carrick were there. They all came to watch the game for whatever reason that would be. There was a picture on Twitter of uh, Ferdinand and Carrick with Dylan Hartley and someone else, I think. Yeah, One, I one of the many pictures that Dylan Hartley... Oh, Owen Farrell, it was. Yeah, I'm guessing uh, Ryan Giggs wasn't too keen for pictures. Um, <laughs> Where, uh, I mean, th- that's JB, that's how JB... Oh, Kenny Logan, Kenny Logan, Kenny was, in Logan. Sta- was in the stadium. Did you mention him 
Did you mention to him that we mentioned him on the no, podcast no, I didn't. last week? He made our boring 15. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't mention that. Uh, well, uh, where did you watch the game, Phil? Uh, I was sat in my lounge on a wooden chair <laughs> <laughs> because we'd got rid of our old sofas oh, on Saturday and the, me and my housemate Steve tried to pick up two new sofas in our cars. He drives a small Audi. The most stupid decision I've ever heard of, by the way. What were you thinking you were going to do? Strap uh, it to the roof? He drives well, a Mini. I drove a Mini. And for some reason, we had it in our heads that we'd be able to... Uh, well, mainly I had it in my head that we'd be able to get these two armchairs in our cars, which we then couldn't and had to pay a delivery guy to bring them around this morning. Yes. There me. So, yeah, hard wooden furniture but it did not spoil the match for me no it was a brilliant game wasn't it and we'll, we'll as I say we'll get to a lot of the talk about the Six Nations very soon but um, thank you very much for getting in touch and you can always contact us on the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast at Rugby Podcast on Twitter is where you can get in touch and uh, well there's lots of people that have been doing just that since last week uh, starting with Tom Hyams who we mentioned the boring 15 last week said uh, Borthwick in the second row surely wonderful and he, shout and he would be captain yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't so. believe we missed him. I can't believe we missed well, Borthwick. Well, I can because he's so boring. Oh, I mean, yeah. That's exactly why we did miss him. <laughs> he's so forgettable. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually a doff of the cap for boringness to, uh, <laughs> to Borthwick. Being overlooked is a badge of boring honour. Exactly. Uh, Jonathan Webb at 15. I don't know if you remember him. He was an English fullback. The most like pragmatic, boring, kicking fullback. Had no attacking ability whatsoever. But thank you for Nick for that suggestion on Twitter. Mm. It, it has been pointed out as well. I'm just going to give Ant Green a mention here. He sent us a little picture. Now, we've been running a Six Nations Fantasy League Mm. and we invited you to come and join us and and get involved. And one of the things on that, which Ant pointed out, there is like a a league of leagues. There's the individual competition, but then there's a league competition and the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast Fantasy League is top of the ESPN Fantasy League of Leagues. You're joking me. No, so we are, as a league, we are the best of all leagues. But is that because we've got a big league? I think it should be uh, the amount of points the members have scored divided by the the amount of members. Uh, We're top. Why are you trying to change the rules? Yeah, exactly. No, uh, yeah, it's fine. So of all the leagues that have been done, all the private leagues, and there's various other rugby podcasts and publications and things that have done it as well, we are top. Yeah, yeah. so, so, there, it, so it's, have that. So it's based, I've just got onto it. So it's based on um, the total points scored by the top five teams in every private league. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so that's was, that was good then. The calibre of our top guys is better than any other league. That's what I was going to say. In yeah. the world. How on In earth? the world. In the world. So, in other words, the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast has the most informed rugby audience of anyone in the entire world. That can't be because we're informing them. Uh, <laughs> I think, in, in spite I, of us, I think what must happen is you need a certain amount of rugby knowledge to enjoy this podcast anyway. So that's to why enjoy we get that all the rubbish yeah. that we throw at you. Yeah. <laughs> because there's no way you could win anything listening to this. Well, congratulations to our our listeners then. Congratulations yeah. to us collectively. We can oh, yeah. all take. That's a, we've got one more weekend. So get on the ESPN Fantasy. Make sure you do your tinker. Make sure you do your changes, and we could finish top of the League of Leagues. Yeah, well done you, well done us. Anyway, let's move on. Let's get straight into the Six Nations, shall we? The three excellent matches for all different reasons. Uh, I watched the Scotland-Italy game, uh, Scotland-France game. Good to see Kelly Brown back in the yeah. team. Yeah. Did he give away the last penalty though? 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, and I, because I was listening to it on the radio on the way down to um, Leamington Spa. But uh, you only go to proper middle class oh, places. Listen to this. Leamington <laughs> Spa to the corporate box at Twickers. This weekend, uh, I played Rugby in Kendall, which is a lovely little northern mm. town. Stayed over at Leamington Spa and then spent the day in Richmond. I couldn't be happier. Um, <laughs> where, where, where was that story going? Oh, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I heard that he gave away, gave away the penalty, but I never actually saw it. So, we was it a good game. penalty? And, and Scotland was saying afterwards it was the wrong result. I mean, the scoreboard never lies. Nope. Yeah. France deserved to win because they won, but Scotland exactly. did play well. It's, it, they played well, but they should really be kicking themselves. They gave Absolutely. away some silly kickable penalties and they were on top for long periods of the game, scored the two tries in the first half, but failed to go over the whitewash after that. And yeah. that intercept, yeah. the Uge intercept, yeah. when there was a three-man overlap and Weir throws a big telegraphed miss pass that... Uje Ugh. picks up and goes miss 80 passes. yards. Coaches should get rid of miss passes immediately. Mm. It, it was a big overlap. All it needed was hands. It didn't need the big miss pass. No, was, you never see New Zealand miss passing when no. simple no. when simple hands scores a try. Yeah, it, it, it's a surefire way to, to blow a try. Ireland, of course, it was the the bod show. Brian O'Driscoll. Right. Is he retiring? He is this time. Is he really? Uh, officially. Why would you I retire so. when you're that good? Because now he's going to be, he's, he's tied for the most number of international appearances. Against France in Paris, he's going to break the world record number of appearances oh, of, should, of any international. He carry on until someone is better than it, him well, in position. Is it not a bit selfish to, to think that? To really? say in 18 months he still thinks that he'll be the best? Or is it better to say, because sorry, 18 months is the World Cup, mm-hmm. is it not better to let someone else come in no. and improve and develop whereas he I, will be declining over that 18 month period I couldn't period. disagree with that any stronger international rugby is about the here and now you've got to pick your best players and you know, you're not the best when someone else is in your position I, I think, think he could probably go on to the World Cup the way he's playing he possibly could I mean when you actually look at the way that the number of appearances and has worked out I, I wonder if he'd broken the world record already whether he would have gone already yeah mm. well I have Alan Wynne Jones to break his record I can't believe he's only 28. 28, I know. It's ridiculous, isn't it? So, so hang on. That standing ovation wasn't for Fergus McFadden coming off. <laughs> did, <laughs> did you see the tweet? <laughs> yeah, very good tweet by... by uh, oh, actually, it was Fergus McFadden that tweeted Yeah, that. Fergus Mc, tweeted McFadden yeah. tweeted, the standing ovation I got coming off the bench yesterday was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when he came on... A, after 61 minutes for, uh, for O'Driscoll, yeah. Well done, Fergus. Very uh, good. And thank you to John Fox as well on Twitter. It's at Rugby Podcast, as I mentioned earlier. He said, uh, Brian O'Driscoll's 140 caps that he's made have included only one where he came off the bench. Yeah. Is that right? That's that, an amazing stat. Oh, my stat. God, that's incredible. That's it. We're releasing a knowledge bomb for that <laughs> stat. It's been a while since we dropped a knowledge bomb. Yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. That was well-deserved. Knowledge. That is... Great stat. Fantastic, I love that. Isn't it? And what a legend. And he's um, yeah, r- rightly going to be regarded as one of the best ever. Yeah. And then there's only one game left to discuss in the Six Nations for the weekend just mm. gone. <laughs> oh, yes. I have to admit, I bet. Stuart Lancaster's men came of age. The comparison between Cardiff last year, Twickenham this year, shows the evolution of the Lancaster era, doesn't it? Yes, mm. it does. Um, I think... After watching the game yesterday, it's exactly the game I expected, but we've won critical difference, which is England scored, scored some tries, and I thought 12 trees was probably key to all of that. That kick through for the Burrell try, <laughs> because from the angle 
on TV, you couldn't see that Burrell was there. So I was screaming, what are you doing? Like, I thought he'd blown it. Mike Brown, who you could see on TV, yeah. like threw his hands up in the air. It was like, what on earth? And then it pans across and Burrell dives in the corner. I th- yeah, I thought he blew it, but no, it was a fantastic kick. Yeah. Um, now, again, I'm not an expert, but I don't think it's a coincidence that as, as 12 she's become more important, Farrell, this Six Nations has played a lot better. But it's probably his best stretch of international games now. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, he's I, looking the part. I'd, I'd agree with all that. Not only that, do you know yesterday not one kick was missed? Good stat as well. I know. Yeah. But um, I mean, I think what we've seen. Like, Can you turn that music off now, please? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I've used the word evolution. I think what, what you've actually seen is a year down the line, suddenly you've got Billy Vanipola. Well, I mean, he's not involved. He has yeah. been looking like a real quality international player. You've got all these young guys. Joe Marler now has got 20, 30 caps under his belt. It's. Um, it's a totally different England team one year on with 10, 15, 20 caps under the belt. Of the, and these such good young players. Yeah. And I, I think this is, well, it is part of Lancaster's plan to develop these young players over the past two years with 2015, with the World Cup, yeah. like firmly in his mind. Whereas I, I don't quite see the same for Wales. I think they've got some very good areas. No excuses but for Wales, though, because... They've got some areas of weakness as well. That was, I mean, from what I can I work out, Ian Evans is injured and Charles is injured, but who cares? I mean, there was no... When we've lost to England before, of the last, say, seven years or, or whatever it may be, you can always go back and say, well, you know, we didn't have a full team. Well, we had everyone. We had everyone and we just weren't good enough. Uh, it's worrying. What I thought we'd do is pick a 15 of players between England and Wales, because... My my theory for doing this is, so I don't want to lead you and, and say what you should say, my theory is England's performance is even better because not many of their players would get into a combined 15. Are we doing this based on the 15s that started this weekend? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so just like head-to-head each position. Because you'd probably go Gethin Jones, Richard Hibbard, Adam Jones as, a, as your front row, would you? Well, do you know what? Um, I've, I criticise referees a lot, but the refereeing of the, of the scrimmage... Uh, on the weekend, I thought was spot on. Yeah. When, um, yeah. when that yellow card came for Gethin, I watched it live, I couldn't see it properly. Watch it on the screen. Oh, like, you, didn't, absolutely... you mean you didn't have a screen in your corporate box? I did that you actually could... have a screen. <laughs> <laughs> it was five seconds delayed. You can just put your head round to Jonathan. Was that a yellow card, Jonathan, yeah. do you reckon? Yeah. Oh, it was absolutely a yellow card. <sighs> I don't know. I... <sighs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> so, 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 but basically, I'd say, again, try and not just get too carried away with the, the result. On yeah. balance, overall, you consider speaking. their their performances over the past two years. Yeah, okay. you'd you'd pick the Welsh front row. Second row, you go Alan Wynne Jones. Yeah, and, and then one of Laws, Laws or, or Launchbury. You could pick either one. one. So England would have a, someone in the second row. Uh, back row again. You'd probably wouldn't you just go the Welsh back row? Yeah, I think if B- Billy Vanapolo was playing, I'd have him over Falatau. I would. Crikey, because really? I think he's more dynamic. Yeah, he's. I... he's Offensive work is better than better than anyone else but, in but those this, two squads. But I think this is absolutely crucial because you, you mentioned the the eight position there, and I I, I could possibly go with that if Napoleon was available. But nine ten is where England would win over Wales completely, yeah. wouldn't they? Well, yeah. I think a lot of criticism comes the way of Reese Priestland. It's unfair because Reese Priestland plays the system. I know it's a cliche now, but he just does. Yeah, you know, he does exactly as he's told to do, and that's why he's good. No, but if Farrell, system. if Farrell was Welsh, he'd be in the Welsh starting well, fifteen, Farrell, wouldn't he? Probably, I don't know. I wouldn't. Yeah, uh, no. he would no. be. He would be. I, do you know what? I think better than both of them is, pro- is probably Dan Bigger when it's all is all said and done. Mm, no, I've not seen enough of Dan Bigger to, to go want, with that. But but Danny Kerr over 
the Welsh from half options. Yeah, so, well, and also we've got James Hawk. Why don't we use James Hawk? So come on. <laughs> you're starting to get this is painful now. <laughs> you go Jamie Roberts, surely Jonathan Davies over the English centres. Uh, oh, over the last two years, yeah, yeah, I would do. And the wingers Cuthbert and North yeah. over Noel and May and fullback. Yeah, well, that's still Lee Halfpenny. Mike Brown would be pushing him yeah. very, yeah. very close. Mike Brown's last form of the last six months, I, I would say. He's beating. He looks. Like, yeah, he's but... not just the best in the Six Nations. On this form, he's probably one of the best in the world. I'd, I'd say so. Yeah. Going back to your point, Tim, is it how important nine ten are, or is it purely down to the tactics? Because Wales were every time they got the ball. They were putting the bombs up, yep. and they were having mm. Priestland sitting deep, collecting the collecting the kicks through from England, and yep. just putting the bomb up. And so you're using their two best attacking weapons, Cuthbert and North, basically as kick chasers. Mm. And there was only twice where they brought those two into the game, into the gain line in midfield, and they both looked really dangerous. But they didn't do it a single no, other I thought time. Cuthbert had a better, better game than North. I mean, yeah, they chased and they, you know they ran. Kind of, but the, but yeah, the kicks you know, were often too deep, and you, yeah, Priestland had two, two out on two out on the full full as well. Yeah, so, um, so my point is, is it the tactics that they employed yesterday? Yeah, are we actually saying Lancaster's done a job on Gatland? If you sent them out there to actually play with players that have got and play good rugby, yeah, it would have been you know, it'd been a, a better looking result. I'm not saying that we would have won, but it would have been better than, than what we had. <sighs> <laughs> quite enjoying the pain the, miserable, the miserable pain, pain you're going I, through I tell you what I'm going to go back to, to Twickenham to watch a non-Wales game because um, I love the Twickenham experience oh it really absolutely brilliant mm. what, I, I, what, what did you like apart uh, from the corporate hospitality the screen to go and check the re- replays the, corporate was good. the free booze free, free booze is great having Jonathan Davies and Clive Woodward next door uh, went to have a drink on, on Richmond Green that was awesome did you go to the car park when the, the teams were going through I didn't actually know because um, I, I really like that. I really like what Lancaster is trying to do with that. Well, I, I can't believe this. Right, tailgating is a big American thing, and it's you know um, usually ba- like baseball games. And I've been saying that, that we should do it in the UK for years. I had no idea that they actually did it in did it in rugby. rugby yeah, already. Twickenham. I remember as a kid, um, no I was at Newby Rugby Club, and every and so it's sort of you know an hour and a bit to Twickenham, and uh, every single Pilkington Cup final. We'd have a big coach load of us going from Newby Rugby Club. We'd get their early doors, have the have the barbecue up, food, right? kid running around playing touch rugby out on the car park. That was brilliant. Well, we're going love it. to Twickenham, aren't we? The Egg Chasers Tailgate. Egg Chasers Tailgate. We could do it. We could do a podcast. We could Egg Chasers, could, egg chasers idea, Tailgate actually, podcast. Let's do it. Yeah, I like that. Done. Mm. Oh, on it's on. Right. Speaking of uh, England Wales, let's just stay on that. But we'll have a, we'll have a little game of rugby social. And what I've done is I've uh, I've got an England international themed rugby social now. Ooh. So rugby social, well, it's something that happens in rugby clubs up and down the land uh, and it involves lots of drinking games and such. This one just involves looking at the social media of professional rugby players and, uh, well, basically just having a little nose into what they've been up to. So uh, the first one is from England replacement prop Henry Thomas and replacement back Alex Good. What did they do together during the build-up to... (laughs) Uh, during the build-up to the Wales-England game, did they have a couple's massage? Hmm. Did they have a FIFA marathon? Or did they play old-school billiards? They're rugby players. Professional rugby players do nothing but play Halo and <laughs> FIFA. I'm going with FIFA. Yeah, they've all got their EA black cards, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, have they? Yeah. What oh. are they? What are they? What are they? Well, you get um, Actually, that's a good all, all the EA games. Oh. Uh, 
but like a week before they come out, so they're all uh, tweeting about getting FIFA they're always before on the else. blag professional rugby players aren't they they're always uh, blagging they love it don't they thanks for my trainers look at this picture of my lovely new trainers they're lovely look oh, look at this protein shake I just got sent <laughs> so you, what are you going for Phil I'm going to go for the billiards old school billiards well they are in an old hotel aren't they yeah but you're wrong <sighs> no it is FIFA of course it is uh, Henry Thomas and Alex Good had a FIFA marathon probably with a couple of protein shakes just inviting yeah. the boys around some protein shakes and FIFA yeah <laughs> too right <laughs> Right, next question then. And this one is from Luther Burrell. Burrell? Burrell? What do you say? Uh, Burrell. 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 I, I like it when he plays with Tompkins because it sounds like a 60s cop duo. <laughs> Tompkins and Burrell. Uh, right, so what did Luther Burrell, Burrell watch before bed in the build-up to the England-Wales game? Was it Top Gear? Was it Game of Thrones? Or was it Babe Station? <laughs> It's like, going to be likes right. to relieve a bit of tension, maybe. <laughs> I'll tell you a story about Babe Station. My um, my friend Kenny. Is this story about Babe Station? Hold on a minute. Carry on. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> he used to invite us over for like a little Christmassy dinner type thing. Uh, just all the boys. And he's got a dining room and he's got glass doors, and then he's got his living room, and uh, his parents' house, and he and he had his grandma over for. Um, <laughs> That's right, his grandma over for Christmas. So she's fidgeting around with the remote control, as all people do, the wrong remote control, putting, try, trying to put on uh, Inspector Morse or some such thing. I picked up the real control, and uh, over a few <laughs> beers, uh, me and my mates just started getting on Babe Station. <laughs> so every time she would turn it over, we would go, go, go up a channel and down a channel and put it back onto Gay, onto gay Chat. She was so confused. <laughs> <laughs> ah, dearie me, that's good. <laughs> anyway, so he was watching Game, Game of Thrones, I'm going to go with. Have you ever been rum... Have you, no, never mind. <laughs> no, never mind. Uh, he was got Game of Thrones you're going for, JB. Yep. Phil? Oh, I'm going to say Top Gear then. Catching up with the previous week's episode. Exactly right, Phil. What? Yeah. It's 1-1, one, one. it was oh, Top Gear. Luther Burrell. safe option. That's He's probably, probably already Gear. watched all of the Game of Thrones. Yeah. I've just got into that. I've just started watching season one. You've been telling me oh, for years. To it's good, it. isn't it? Yeah, it's it really is, good. It's really good. There's a lot of boobs. Lots yes. of boobs. like it. Right, next one. And he made his England debut, George Ford now. Uh, what film did George Ford watch in the build-up to England-Wales? Was it Hunger Games Catching Fire? I hope not. Was it The Goonies? Was it Scarface? Scarface. I'm going to go, he's only young, isn't he? Hunger Games. Well, it's 1-1 at the minute. I can tell you that the winner with the correct answer, one of you has got the correct answer. Oh, no. It wasn't the Goonies. Uh, the winner of Rugby Social this week is Phil. Oh! He, yes. watched, he watched Hunger Games Catching Fire. I actually fire. really tried then. Usually I try any of them. I tried them. Say hello to my little friend. The exciting life of an England rugby player. Hunger Games, Top Gear and FIFA is pretty much the life yeah. of an England rugby player. Yeah. And tweeting pictures of your new trainers you got sent by Ali. And tweeting pictures of the, you know, uh, freshly won... Triple Crown. Triple Crown. Yeah, yeah well done. Dylan Hartley selfie. That's oh, yeah. a great selfie it, that was. 15, that's got 15,000 shares now. Yeah, it's wow. a great picture. It's good. We'll get back to the build-up to the Six Nations for this weekend uh, in a little bit. But, of course, the whole podcast today has just been building up to this one incredible moment. Uh, this, this date with destiny. Uh, and I'm sorry that you've had to wait so long for the incredible LV Cup! Yes! Come on! Yes! I want to see my third string team <laughs> in front of a third full stadium 
in a third-rate competition. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, sorry. Actually, to be fair, I, I do like the LV Cup for the bringing through the... I'm, I'm jesting. Yeah. Bring, bringing through the young guns. Tell me who won't be je- jesting. Exeter, because this actually matters now. Yeah. Mm. Big time. And who they got? Surrey's, is it? Oh, no, Northampton. No, Northampton. Oh, Northampton beat, beat Saracens 26-7. And even Northampton putting out their second string. Their second string is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, Saracens isn't too shabby either. Yeah. Shabby. Well, this is twice this season that Northampton's yeah. second string has beaten Saracens' second string. Now, I know in university rugby, there are leagues where the second 15 are in like the same league yeah, as yeah. the first 15, like Loughborough and Ewick, uh, not Ewick, uh, Hartbury and, and teams like that, where they're so dominant and so good at rugby that... Their second team are really good. It would be, I reckon Saracens and Northampton's second team would avoid relegation in the Premiership. Not a bad shout, actually. I actually think Saracens' second team might be a little bit overrated. Everyone says, oh, they're really strong, but actually, both times have gone up against Northampton and got a right kicking. But, Tim, I think Broughton Park's second team could probably do a job against Worcester. <laughs> yeah, it'll be close. Yeah. Yeah, and they're getting better, Worcester, as well. Oh, did, they, did they do anything on the weekend? With no, the, uh, no, no, no game. Off. There's a, there's a oh, right, so at least he didn't lose. That's a, <laughs> yeah. Must be pretty, pretty positive around Progress. Uh, right, I reckon we should pick a 15. Oh, go on, Ooh, yes. And I, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to this one. So, You said amazing name 15. Amazing tours. name 15. There are some rugby players, there are some people that have been involved and are involved in rugby who have just fantastic names, be it that they're just a bit unusual or they're so damn manly or they're just really <laughs> appropriate for the sport. So let's, we're going to try and pick a 15 of amazing names uh, and we'll take it shirt by shirt and of course if you think we've missed one or have a suggestion at Rugby Podcast on Twitter I threw this out earlier we've already got some suggestions in actually so we'll try and weave those in as we go through it but let's start in the front row then I remember Waratahs I'm sure they had two players I think one was called Blades and the other one was called Cannon Brendan Cannon Brendan Cannon, Cannon wasn't it? yeah that is a good name and who's the other it's someone Blades yeah Brendan Cannon's a good name Oh, no, yeah, Cameron Cameron Blades. Cameron Blades, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Blades, that's a great name. Yeah. yeah. I just thought that now. I haven't... Um, Although he will have worn full studs. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Jesus, that was... Oh, oh my, my God. God. We, were, we were in Kendall this weekend, and our loose head was warming up with Moldies. In Kendall? In Kendall, on a clay-based pitch. It, mm. huh? Wow, ambitious. Kids, kids nowadays. I, I really like uh, the name Samson Lee. Of Wales, does Samson was he Greek god, given myth, uh, given yeah. superhuman strength. Is he the one that had his hair cut off and then he lost his yeah, powers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, yeah, perhaps Samson Lee should cut off his uh, ginger hair. <laughs> uh, Samson Lee and Brendan Cannon and Blades. Hooker, there's quite a few. There is well, quite we're a few. all thinking the same guy, yeah. Right, should we say it on three? One, two, three. Chili Please boy. Mark. Yeah. Oh, oh, Chili Boy! Chili, oh, yeah. chili oh my boy. God! Yeah, I was going to say Chili. I, chili Boy B- Ralph Bismarck. Bismarck. B- Bismarck is a great name. But, I wish I was called because Bismarck. it's an amazing ship. Yeah. An, an amazing name. It's a very Na- good ship. Nazi, Nazi you, warship and a very good one at that. Um, <laughs> How did that name come about? Uh, I think it's quite a popular. Right, like, Luft, so, we've got Luftwaffe Duplessis, <laughs> or what do you prefer, Bismarck? It just doesn't look like a Messerschmitt. Oh, what, 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 <laughs> Zeppelin? What's what, what, Bismarck? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. If I if I put together a rugby player, it would probably look like Bismarck Duplessis, and then yeah. if I was going to name it, I'd probably name it Bismarck Five Thousand or something like that. It, it, it's a name name of a rugby player. Does that mean Bismarck doesn't even make the fifteen? Because Chili Boy Ralapelli, what a name! Chili Boy Ralapelli is a hell of a name. Isn't yeah. it a good name? It's, in- <laughs> it's unbelievable. Chili Boy, how how? 
Brute of a player, brute of a warship, says Christopher Walton on the subject of Bismarck Duplessis. We're, we're going to be upsetting people by not selecting him. Hmm. Um, an honourable spot on the bench. Yeah. So who's, who's our front row, sorry? Uh, Cannon. Brendan Cannon. Samson Lee. Samson Lee. What? Chilli- Cameron Blades doesn't make it. Cameron Blades. We might have to increase it to a fan- Dream 23. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I've got a lot of names later on. All um, right, well, we'll go for that for now. We can always change our mind uh, a bit later on, but let's just stick with that for now. So um, we move into the row. Uh, I like Courtney Laws. Courtney Laws, yeah. Laying mean? down the law. Yeah. So. Is it just that it's a bit childish of me, but Danny Grewcock? Oh, wonderful, wonderful name. I've got a back row who could play in the second row. Go on. Samu Manoa. Samu Manoa. That's, that's an okay name. That's an awesome name. That's a great name. It's just you... changing two letters yeah. round from a country. <laughs> it's like, like calling your, your son Brait Gritton. <laughs> Brait Gritton. That's a good name. <laughs> Brait Gritton. <laughs> So uh, Samu Manoa and Courtney Laws. Courtney Laws in the row. Back row then. Are we all thinking, have we all thought Marmuka Gorgodza? Yeah. Just, I mean, it just sounds like a mythical godlike creature. Yeah. Some... How about, hold on, is it Victor Vitor? Victor? Victor Vito. 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 I yeah. love that name. Uh, That's a pretty cool name, actually. Yeah, I've got a few back rows. Go on. Kabomba Floors. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know he had one cap. Yeah, against England, against England. at Twickenham. Uh, I like Magnus Lund as well. That so, is a good name. That sounds like it should be like a villain in the X-Men. Or like a strong man, like world's strongest man competitor, yes. Magnus Lund. <laughs> Magnus Lund on the Atlas Stones. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Marmuka Gorgodza, Magnus Lund, and one other in the back row. Um, I really like Remy Martin. Remy Martin. Oh. I know we've had him before. Oh, champagne. Patrick Tobacco. Patrick Tobacco is oh, another wow. one. Yeah. They're both good. Oh, tobacco's good. And so so and uh and PC. It's gotta to be tobacco. Tobacco, okay. So tobacco, Gorgodza, and oh, Kabamba Floors. How about Remy Kabamba Martin? Floors? Remy Martin. I love Kabamba Floors. It's the most ridiculous name I've ever heard. Kabamba Floors is going in. <laughs> yeah. I I've got to have Marmuka Gorgodza because it sounds yeah. like a, it sounds like something out of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Nine? Well, come on. Piri Wee Poo. <laughs> wee Poo. No, but he's not... <laughs> I know it's a bit childish. Yeah, but he's not named, named after a car. Austin Healy. <laughs> so is this, is this almost like amazing slash stupid name Austin 15? Healy. It's like, oh, go back to Phil's analogy, it's like naming a player Ren- Renault Megan. Yeah. But your surname would have to be McGann to start with. His name was always Healy and they proactively... Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. It's like people that, like... Like Escort... Like, if George's first name was Escort, Escort Ford. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's the other way round, but you know what I mean. Well, hang on. It's like people that name their sons Thomas Thomas or David Davis. You know what your surname is. Why did you do it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, Neville, the famous one, Neville Neville. Yeah. Unbelievable. Mm. You suggested Neville Neville for our nine. Neville Neville, yes. I mean, Neville Neville. <laughs> I, had, I had Warren Fury as, as oh, a nine. Oh, that's a good uh, name for nine. Rupert Moon? <laughs> <laughs> I like Warren Fury. That sounds like... Dangerous. You'd, get, you'd go into battle sounds on Sounds like a, a character from Tekken. Yeah. It does. Warren Fury's our nine. To get to get it back on like the names that are amazing names for rugby, like players that sound like incredible yeah. rugby players, rather than oh, not just funny names, not just funny names. Uh, We've true. got some funny names in there, but yeah, if if we can have someone who sounds aggressive and yeah, and fearsome, fly half. 
Butch James. Oh, yeah. yeah, obviously Butch James. There's a few He's suggestions in the centre. Is there a greater human being, let alone centre in rugby, Sterling Mortlock? Oh, yeah. the, the evil wizard. And you could have another Australian centre, Clyde Rathbone. Oh, that sounds good. Mar- Mar- the Italian international Marcello Bosch. Yeah. yeah for for a, like, a, a crash ball Argent- centre. Argentinian. Bosch. Argentinian, sorry, beg your pardon. How about 12 trees? Come on. That's such an exceptional name. <laughs> Billy 36. And also, he plays 12. I mean, just, just perfect. <laughs> I like, I like We're definitely the, having Sterling Mortlock captain. Yeah, Sterling captain. Mortlock and Clyde Rathbone. Oh, I think, I think Billy 12 trees. Billy Marcello tw- Bosch. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bosch is good, actually, for a rugby player. It's like... Yeah, let's have that. Especially in the centre, because you always mm. talk about... A, and he was, yeah. Bosch, Bosch it up. With he the is inter- a hard-hitting, hard-hitting defender. Oh, we didn't even mention Sonny Bill. Now, there is one player from Rugby League, I don't think he ever played Rugby Union, but if he had, he would have been the captain, Carmichael Hunt. Yeah. Mm. Mike, for short. Mike Hunt. Mike Hunt. <laughs> Parents on. didn't think that one through. They didn't. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he can't be. Sinotti Sinotti, I liked his, his so, name. So good they named him twice. Yeah, exactly. How about two wingers both called, called Israel? Israel Falau. Israel Dag. Israel Dag. They named after countries. Cooper Vuna. Cooper Vuna's good. Rudy Wolf. Oh, uh, yeah. Dan- Rudy Wolf's in. It's dangerous. Rudy Wolf's in. Um, <laughs> I've mentioned him on a podcast before. He's one of my favourite named rugby players. David Moonlight, Canadian oh, yeah. winger from the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who I somehow snuck into the uh, cocktail 15. <laughs> was, there a, was there Morgan Stanley? Is that his name? No, Winston Stanley. That was his Winston name. Winston Stanley. Winston Stanley. No, Morgan Stanley's a credit card. Winston right. Stan- <laughs> we got we got Rudy Wolf and who? There's a uh, England win- England winger from the early nineties. Uh, Adi Adi Adibayo. Oh, Adi Deo Adibayo played for Bath in England. O- Orion Rougerie, because apparently one of his names means golden or something. Aurelion Aurelian Rougerie. Yeah. Hmm. There's flowing locks. I thought it'd be quite cool. He, he actually looks like he. Should be a knight in a. It's a, sorry to keep bringing up Game of Thrones, but he looks like he should be a knight. <laughs> it in does Game of do Thrones. that to you. It really does. Yeah, he should be, he'd be a Lannister. Have you? Definitely. Oh, he would be without a doubt. I think you'd be a Lannister, Tim. <laughs> yeah, you'd be a Lannister. Ask. Have you? Um, <laughs> me, me and Dinklage would be. Uh... Have Have you got into Game of Thrones so much now that you've drawn your own family like crest? Because <laughs> <laughs> it will sigil. Happen. Yeah, sigil. That's so we've got Tim as a Lannister. G, you're definitely a Baratheon. Oh, without a doubt. Mm. I'll be a Stark. Yeah. Yeah, he's on Northern there. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. He could be a stock. There we go. I'm happy with that. JB's got the money of a Lannister. (laughs) (laughs) It's corporate hospitality. I I wish I did. (laughs) So come on then, Phil, you can finish this off. Come on, finish off the wingers. Uh, We've got Rudy Wolf. Rudy Wolf, definitely. And Sonotti, Sonotti. Done. Fullback. Um... I quite like Mike Pike. Canada, Canada, from the. We can 2000s. have a wildlife fifteen with Mike Pike, Mike and we'll have to do yeah. it on a future one. Uh, Did, have we ever done a food fifteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salter, Hobbs, Ovens. Yeah. Oh May yeah, yeah. We did. We did. We Max, did. Uh, the uh, cheeseman, Max Pepper. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's another Arthur point. Lemon. That, Arthur that, Lemon. <laughs> Arthur Lemon, the obscure. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, can't, can't Arthur Lemon. He got. He got Feel eight. free to use Tug Wilson though. Tug Wilson. Look from Arthur Lemon. Tug Wilson was British and Irish Lions captain. He was dead like thirty yeah. years ago. <laughs> You'll have to uh, listen back to previous podcasts for that. But also, also worth pointing out, if you have a suggestion for a dream team, 
uh, and love to hear your thoughts on what we should pick a 15 for because uh, it's always good to get a good top, uh, idea for a topic. So at Rugby Podcast on Twitter for that, at Rugby Podcast with any other suggestions for this 15, which we just need to decide on a fullback for. Mark Mapletoft. It's a great name. It's <laughs> a good name. I think he got in our food 15 as well. He did. Could could we possibly put Wendell Saylor there? And it's not emotion today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Wendell Saylor. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> Wendell. I didn't realise this. Wendell Saylor only retired like two years ago. It's serious? Did he play rugby league? Yeah, rugby he did league. go back to rugby league. Uh, I, I did actually in doing some research for this fifteen. I thought you might like these. I've got some other individuals, not from rugby, who have incredible Amer- macho-sounding names. We've got American footballer ones. No, I've got some for you. I have got well, obviously Lance Armstrong. It's yep. a pretty cool yeah. name, isn't it? Uh, right, these are a couple of people from the military. Uh-huh. Commander Flex Plexico. No, it's not. <laughs> not not true. What? Not true. Call Why not? True. Flex. 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 Plexico. Yeah. Look <laughs> it up. Look it up. Flex Plexico. Commander as well. Sorry. Yeah. Flex Plexico. It sounds like a bodybuilder. Flex Plexico. God, sorry. Yeah, nine manliest names in the world. Yeah, that's where Commander I found it. Flex Plexico. Flex Plexico, Commander. Lieutenant Commander Flex Plexico, wow. There's a shoulder surgeon who I've seen a few times yeah. with my injuries called Professor Leonard Funk. Oh, yeah, love it. Professor Funk. You're on really good terms with him, though, aren't you? He's his best client. Uh, I pretty much am, yeah. There was a governor of Malta was called Manly Power. Sir, <laughs> Sir, Ma- Sir Manly Power. <laughs> With a name like Flex Plexico, you don't really need to be that good at your job. Probably not, no. You probably Get coast flex- through yeah. life. It's like the actor Rip Torn. You just, yeah. you just coast through life. Um, and there's, I've got one more. Sorry, before we move on, I've got one more um, incredible name. The World Anti-Doping Association chairman. Oh, 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 I think I know. I think I know. Is it Dick Pound? Dick Pound. Look at me with my world of knowledge. Yes. Yes. Dick Pound. Um, and one more. There's another Amer- American military personnel called Staff Sergeant Max Fightmaster. No, there's not. That, that is not true. Right. Did he get the, get the job and then change his name by Depaul? Must have. Max Fightmaster. <laughs> Shall we change 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 our, our surnames to Podcaster? Jonathan yes. Podcaster. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tim um, Egg Chaser. <laughs> now, in the American fo- football, it's renowned for some good names. Um, everyone's heard of Debrucker Shaw Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, Captain Mullerin. Captain, Captain Mullerin. Yeah. Dad's army's missing a character. I'm going to change my name to Rugby Knowledge Bomb. Nice. Hill Knowledge Bomb. Uh, well, thank you for the suggestions that have already come in on Twitter and keep them coming at Rugby Podcast for the best names. I mean, you can tell us some names that you know about that you might have heard about from the American <laughs> Navy oh, or Army. There's Bosch and there's Boozer as well. Boozer's a oh, great Boozer. Name. Oh, yeah, no. Carlos Boozer, is it? The, uh, is he Castleford or Wakefield Rugby League fullback uh, cocaine? Brent Co- oh, yeah, Brent, Brent Cocaine. Oh, yeah. You can't mention Castlefield Rugby League oh, yeah. without uh, Castleford. Castleford. Yeah, Castleford. <laughs> you can say that. To explain, Castlefield is a part of Manchester. And also, if we did have a team of Rugby League players picked exclusively from Castlefield, they'd be rubbish. <laughs> Get him off the field! That was diabolical! Get him off the field! That's just typical what it is! Get him walking! They don't like it! That was absolute diabolical! Where's he get that word from? He's gonna be yellow card! I can't speak! <laughs> you got this gig! We all can't speak! <laughs> Shove it up yours! Now, 
Sorry, um, so we mentioned Castleford. I had to play that. Carry on. Yeah. If BT Sport are listening this week, according to some of the forums for Castleford, not Castlefield, that man is still alive. I'm just saying. I'm really? not saying. Now, you've already got the best uh, rib coverage on TV. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we just want a, a little bit different. Diversify, yeah. Exactly. Uh, right, let's, just, let's talk about um, Six Nations this weekend. How do you see it panning out? Who knows? Hmm. JB's <laughs> glossed over. <laughs> I'm happy to give you my prediction on the LV Cup, but uh, I, th- I thought Six Nations finished th- this weekend quite perfectly. Um, <laughs> now, the, the Six Nations, I think the France Island game is fascinating because fr- France, France, France this thing. Well, France have played 15 minutes of good rugby all tournament yep. when they scored um, two tries early on and one try late on to beat England. Besides that, they have scraped and struggled against Italy and Scotland and been hammered by Wales. But they find themselves uh, in third position, joint on points with both England and Ireland, who've played much better rugby throughout the whole tournament. And if they turn over Ireland, they can Ireland and England either only win narrowly or don't get a result, they could win the whole bloody thing. I'll say it right now, OK? If France win... The whole northern hemisphere should pack up rugby. We just start, just start bringing down the stadiums. We we fold all rugby clubs up and down the country. We we'll, this time next week we will be doing a, doing a podcast on Formula One if France win. <laughs> no, this is I could not disagree more. Obviously, you'll be you'll, you'll jesting anyway. But France got to a World Cup final by just squeezing out a result at the right time, and that's how you win World Cups. That's why I think this weekend is is almost more important than last weekend because this is actual, particularly for Ireland and France. This is this is one of those matches which will yeah. really be a rehearsal for a World Cup because yeah, World Cup semi final. This is equal pressure. But they can't. That. The France can't actually believe that they're good enough for, to get to a World Cup semi final. Um, as they are at the moment. Hmm. I think they will though. I, I, I think I think if their crowd gets behind them. They could, they could do it. They could genuinely do it. I also wonder as well, uh, the way that we perceive them. I mean, people forget that they're in the hunt for it. We, they think it's Ireland. Yeah, or, that's true. Or England. You just completely forget. And I wonder if that feeling runs through their camp uh, against Scotland as a win. But it, when you win in that way, it doesn't feel well, like a win, does it? It doesn't feel satisfying. I wonder I, if they'll come down. I know you point. weren't watching it, but you should have seen the players' reaction yeah. on that final whistle. They were like celebrating like they'd won a World Cup semi-final. Really? They were high-fiving, embracing. But it really meant a lot to those players. Because isn't it odd that if they'd lost that, you'd say, uh, Sans Andre, I'm not saying he's going to be fighting for his job because he's only only just really been appointed. Uh, It's hard to bring the axe down on Sans Andre overall because I think what you've seen in England's development in the last year or so is the exact opposite of what France have been able to do because they have so few opportunities for emerging French talents play in the top 14 because of the amount of foreign players there are. Mm, that is a good point. Mm. Uh, it's something that Saint-André has uh, like publicly criticised, isn't it? Uh, yeah, after he uh, took Toulon to success by yeah. bringing yeah. in a whole army of Slight, foreigners. Slightly hypocritical. Yeah. Uh, how do you see it panning out? Do you see Ireland doing the business in Paris? England play first. Yeah, Italy versus England. So if England win and win by... 10 or so points that I think a lot of people expect them to then France will know that even in though even if they beat Ireland they'd have to win by about 30 points so they might 
that might kind of work against France. Ireland have scored by far the most points, by far the most tries, and conceded by far the fewest points as well. Is that right? They're oh. 110 4 compared to England, who are 86, and only 29 against compared to England, who are 54. Wow. Mm. So I think Ireland, probably on the balance of things, do deserve to, to win it, and it would be the perfect send off, obviously, for. For O'Driscoll, I would, I'd some in that case. I hope they lose because um, if they do lose, there might be a chance of O'Driscoll reconsidering retirement. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's time yet. No, I don't think he would. I reckon so, something that I want to suggest we do um, on the Egg Chasers podcast. Well, just tweeting us at Rugby Podcast and just get going in general in the build up over this week is just some hashtag Brian O'Driscoll facts. I reckon mm. we should do those uh, on Twitter because the guy has had an unbelievable career. Uh, his name will go down in history. Bod, and bod facts. Bod, bod facts. Mm. Mm. So uh, hashtag bod facts. That's a bit catchier, actually. Jay, well done. Thanks. But do the BOD <laughs> capital. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, people will just go hashtag bod facts. You have 140 something bones in the body. Won't, <laughs> won't, won't quite be as clear. So, yeah. for example. Barb Wire wants a tattoo of Brian O'Driscoll. <laughs> Hashtag bod fact. Or Brian O'Driscoll can braid a bald head. Hashtag bod fact. <laughs> the sun gets its energy from Brian O'Driscoll. Hashtag bod fact. You get the idea. So just a little something to uh, rumble away on Twitter um, this week in the build-up to his final game. Or what he says is his final game in Paris. Prediction then, where you think it's going to pan out, Phil? Uh, I think in- England will win. I think Wales will win, and then I think Ireland will win by maybe five points. Mm. <sighs> Wales to win. L- listen to how little JB cares now. <laughs> Wales aren't in it. <laughs> Wales to win, England to win comfortably, and this is really difficult. While you're mm. while you're deciding, Brian O'Driscoll's electric razor is a belt sander. Hashtag bod <laughs> fact. <laughs> um. Well, I want to, everything would say Ireland by 10, but I don't know. I'm going to say Ireland to win, but I'm not confident. Well, I, do you know what? This, what this podcast has, has taught me is I know nothing about rugby. I said France <laughs> would win uh, within Six Nations, and that's about the only thing which might come, might come true, and I don't feel good mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, I said, it, it's not, if yeah. they win it, it's not the way we envisaged envid- <laughs> yeah. it at the start of that's the tournament. That's not what I was saying. Um, I've said uh, Freddie Burns would be the best uh, fly-half in in England. I've said Exeter will win the Aviva. You said Gloucester are about to explode four or five <laughs> times this yeah. season. Um, I'm, I'm not good at this. <laughs> Brian O'Driscoll bruised tea in his mouth. Hashtag bod <laughs> Very good. Ireland's win, but I don't know by how much. I think Wales win, England win, Ireland win. I do think. I think yeah. it'll be very close in Paris because I don't think anyone goes to Paris and... Really, place will be rocking though. Mm, yeah, it will be. It will be. It's going to be tight. It's going to be. It's going to be exciting. But I think we're all agreed pretty much on our predictions. Jesus, yeah. want, Jesus once saw Brian O'Driscoll in his tortilla. Hashtag bodfuck. Sorry. <laughs> keep, keep them going on Twitter. Keep your suggestions for our uh, amazing name fifteen as well. Uh, tell us what you think is going to happen this weekend. Give us some ideas for what we can do on future podcasts and uh, keep getting in touch. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for your comments on iTunes as well. Um, there is a bit of music to play us out, a bit of rugby okey, which has come straight from Ulster Rugby themselves. This is a song for, from Ulster Rugby called Stand Up for the Ulsterman 
performed by the Ulster Orchestra, and it's something which they're trying to get the club to have as their pre-game tune. So let's have a little blast of this. Oh, that was our effects, uh, The Voice. Is it? The one who won The Voice last year. Oh, yeah. my God. They will see how hot the England singer was. She's going out with, do you know? No. no. Chris Robshaw. Really? Really? Long-term uh, other half Chris Robshaw. The ah, so that's how she's got the gig. Yeah. Well, that ne- she's smoking Nepotism. Hot. I think she got the gig and then he met her. Oh, I think really? that's how they met. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yes, do, do you reckon that will have gone through his mind at any point? He'll have run out onto the turf whenever she did it and he, he first saw her. Would it would it have crossed his mind at any point? To bang, bang tidy. Oh, sorry, I'm going to be concentrating <laughs> on high level international rugby here. Yeah, as well. Very silly. Then I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, did, uh, did yeah, Catherine I'd... Jenkins go out with a rugby player? Uh, uh, she went out with Mike, Mike Phillips. Gethin. Gethin Jones, the one who did Blue Peter. Gethin Jones, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's a Mike Phillips. But, I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's. Mike, a, but he let's would just have. think about this: South Walesian female in in Mike Phillips's age range, which is yeah, between sixteen to sixty six. <laughs> <laughs> the chances are stacked in her favour. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure something will have happened. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, I did spot the uh, that singer because we're now following her on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Wow. I wonder if she wants to come in the studio right, for a minute. Well, you know what we're going to be doing for the next half hour after this podcast. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. Bye. Cheers, Tim. <laughs>